Hey everyone, welcome back to the Passive Buddies podcast and today we are talking about how to light the spark to achieve your money goals. What do you do when the dream of an online business makes you work harder than a day job would? The answer, you build passive income. On the Passive Buddies podcast, we cover the myths behind passive income and how to build true financial and time freedom. Welcome to the Passive Buddies podcast. And as you, you always, I am here with my co-host, Brandon Duff. How are you? I am doing amazing. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well, mate. Obviously, we had the discussion about the kids beforehand and <laughs> love them, but they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, oh. Other than that, mate, yeah, I, I'm good. Thanks. Well, just uh, something I get to look forward to when we have kids at some point. So um, I'll have to pick your brain on what are the best strategies for that. Earplugs. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, so obviously today is all about how to achieve your money goals now you've always been like entrepreneurial you've always been like like you were a pt like you had your own pt business did today like but what sparked it like when did you decide like i ain't being no one's bitch i'm doing it myself well it's funny because i um I did like customer service as a kid growing up like 16 and then i was like man i don't want to be behind a desk like that sounds like the most miserable job is to be behind a desk and uh, you know work all day at a, at a desk. And so I was like, I'll be a personal trainer. And so, because um, I've always played sports, I dated this girl who was like, you know what, you should look into personal training. Footballs and rugby wrestled all whole nine. And so I was like, that sounds like a good idea. So I got my certification and from there, I just became a personal trainer and I didn't really think of it as a way to make money. I more of a thought of it as a, as a way to like, it was something fun to do it, to make money in. And so that's kind of been always my goal is to do something that I'm interested in and make money from. And that's like always the thing that I end up doing, like from real estate to software development to, you know, creating internet magic money. So all sorts of cool things. What about you? Like you've always been, from my understanding, an entrepreneur, but I mean, I don't know you way back when, have you always had this spark to uh, do something you love or to more just try and create as much money as possible? Um, you know, like, it's probably, probably hit me around about, I'd say about 13 ish. I started like, like I'd recently got offered trials at Liverpool uh, as a goalkeeper and mm. something happened with like some the scout moving on whatever it never sort of materialized so i thought i wasn't good enough so i jumped into coaching um so i jumped into coaching and i was coaching kids at 13 years old like obviously soccer oh, football cool. depending on what you want to like talk call yeah. it and from there i was like well i just started charging people like i was like all right like bring your kid and obviously like give me two quid or two pound at the time and obviously like it built up and built up and I was like, oh, I was like I'm making money at this I was like I just didn't like because I loved football I, I found a way to like sort of make some cash I was like 13 13 14 making making money just by coaching other kids yeah it's um, awesome then it spanned into school and I was like because like school cafeteria canteen awful so I used to make money by hopping the fence like jumping over the fence and running to the to the local sort of chip shop and then coming back oh that's awesome so it was just sort of within me. It was like finding 
finding different random little opportunities. Um, yeah. And it's just been like that for ages. And it wasn't really like, like I come away from it because um, I had sort of like a mini meltdown at 22. And I was like, I was like, I'm going to be a dad soon. I was like, and I didn't, we went, Mrs. wasn't pregnant. I just knew I was going to be a dad. And I was like, something inside me was like, you need to get your, your crap sorted. I was like, because I'd literally, I just had my own sports development company at that point, like, like between, I think, 20 and 22. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was making money, I was like, but it wasn't great. So I, I, ran, I ran into corporate. I ran into corporate um, and started making like decent, decent money. So I sort of forgot about like the, the spark of of making money. And a month later, she was pregnant. Oh, wow. You had like, not tele- telepathy, but you had like this foreshadowing of it that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then, so I ran into there and I sort of like lost my entrepreneurial way for a little bit. Um, and that spark of like, right, move it, moving something here, solving that problem and, and doing that. And then thankfully, thankfully I found it again. Um, but yeah, having that sort of like, that spark to like, when I was younger, it was there, but like the motivations were always different. Um, and it's only as you grow, like grow up and go through life, like your motivations to do something changes, doesn't it? I think that's where the the spark comes from, doesn't it? It's like, it's there. They always say like, you're wide opening. It's like, yeah. what is the reason? Yeah, I think it's super important. Like you need to kind of figure out why you need to accomplish something, how much you need to accomplish something, what you like your lifestyle is going to be like. So you kind of have to visualize all of that. I think a really good book is um, uh, The Miracle Morning. And I think we'll talk about that later in a, in a different uh, series. But I think that having some kind of why to wake up and I actually have a, a perfect analogy. I heard of this a uh, kind of few days, like maybe a week ago. And it was like, if I give you a million dollars, like how would your life be? Would it be like amazing? Would you have a worry in the world? Like how, how would you feel if I handed you a million dollars? Like would anyone get in your way or cause you to have a bad day? Oh, was that an actual question? Like yeah, if you give a, me a million dollars? Uh, yeah, if I give you a million dollars, like how would your day be like? Like, oh, oh, the morning you're giving me, I, th- I think I'd be pretty buzzing. Um, yeah, like no one could bother you, right? You'd, you'd be like just ecstatic. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be buzzing when you'd be like made up. Someone goes, hey, there you go. Here's a cash, like a, a case full of cash. Right. Um, go, and, go and enjoy yourself. Exactly. But what if I give you $10 million? Like if, how would you feel would you like be super excited because you know ten dollars is or sorry ten million dollars is ten times as much as a million dollars so i think you'd be amazing but what if i gave you that ten million dollars and you couldn't wake up you couldn't wake up right ah no you wouldn't take it would you yeah so i mean it's really put you put it in perspective of like Sure, um, you know, ten million dollars is way much more important or um, bigger value than one million dollars. But if you can wake up and actually like enjoy life, that has a high, much higher value in something. So I think that um, being able to find that why, why you should actually do something, is super important. So, um, and I think that to start, like, what is that going to cost you? Like, how much do you need to make in order to achieve that why? And so like, I think of having like a magic number of what that number needs to be uh, to achieve that goal. And if you didn't have to do anything for the rest of your life and continuous like feed that mission, 
then how much would you need monthly to hit that number? So do you have like a number in mind that you would want to achieve uh, to kind of live that, that perfect lifestyle? Do you know what? Like it's, it's, it's surprisingly lower than what you think, isn't it? Um, yeah. Which is always, always quite surprising, isn't it? Like I always thought like I need like, I need 20, 30, 40, 50, 50 grand a month later like, to, to be like, like live the life of freedom. But it's not really, is it? Like, there's not, like you talk about being frugal all the time. Um, right. And obviously, like if you keep your expenses low, that that freed I call it the freedom number. That yeah. freedom number is a lot lower than what people think. Like for instance, like my freedom number was three thousand five hundred pound. I needed just to be free. That was it. That was covering all my bills, and then just like I can do what the, do what I want. Um. So then obviously you want a bit of luxury, don't you? You want a bit of lifestyle, and you want a bit of freedom. Right. So when you push that up to ten k minimum that literally covered everything like everything right. I, I ever needed like obviously don't get me wrong obviously i have months where i make more i have months where i make less depending on <laughs> how bad like some investments go but <sighs> like <laughs> obviously we, we spoke about that last week um right. but yeah in terms of like 10k a month is literally enough for 90 percent of people i'd say it, yeah it definitely is i mean i i i think once you hit that number it's especially i mean when i hit that number back in one, I think 2015, it was when I was personal training, but we bought our first rental property. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when we bought our first rental property, like a lot new of a lot new opportunities open up, especially when you keep your expenses low, it's kind of the icing on the cake because you have all this extra cash flow now, and then you can use that money to buy more money. And so mm-hmm. that's what I was just doing with real estate is we'd buy a rental and that rental would essentially take off like two clients, uh, for the week. And I would have to work two less hours. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was like every house that I buy is like a day off or like not a day off, but like, uh, a third of a day off. And so that was kind of nice. Um, so I thought that that's kind of cool that I was able to use the cash flow by, um, just by buying more cash flow. And so our magic number back then was 10,000. Um, now I think it's probably a little bit lower because we don't have rent as much. I mean, we have a mortgage now, um, but we don't have uh, my call, my uh, wife's uh, student loan debt. We paid all that off. We don't have the car debt, you know, all these things. The cost of living now is cheaper in Texas than in uh, California. So all these little things, I mean, our house, I think for the both of us is about 3,200. And so that's kind of nice when it's just, we just need to pay for our house. But then, you know, if it was just me, it would be only 1,600. But then I couldn't, I mean, I could travel, but then it wouldn't be really fun without my wife because I'd rather like travel with her versus traveling alone. Um, So it'd be, it's good to like figure out what it would be to cost you that freedom number or my magic number where you essentially just, uh, without selling your home, obviously, but what that number would be like if you or your loved ones could just travel all the time. So I think that is still around 10,000 because like depending on where you travel, air flights, all that sort of thing. Luckily we have a companion pass. So we get, I don't know if you guys know what that is, but companion passes where I travel and wherever I travel, my wife travels for free. So that saves a, a nice little bit. Um, but that's only on Southwest, so it's not like um, I can't travel to Europe with that. But um, what about you? Like, I, I know you said just about like three thousand, but like, what would you actually do? Would you 
con like consistently work um, and change lives by teaching passive income. Um, because I know you have your passive income and you're helping people achieve that too, but, or would you just travel a bunch? Like what is uh, your kind of why, I guess? So my first one was always like to make sure I'm home. Like that was, that was yeah. the big thing because like, obviously I think I've spoke about it in different podcasts. Like my dad was never home. Like he was always working. Like he was always working away, like two, three, four hours away or he'd be working nights or he'd be working on the weekend. So like getting to see him was like, although we were, it's not like he'd left. He was just never there, if that makes sense. So when I had kids, I was like, I'm not doing that. I was like, you can, I was like, you can take a hike. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm traveling all around the country and not watching my kids grow up. Right. So that was my big why. And then I achieved that. Like, obviously, I'm home all the time, probably a little bit more than the missus likes. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm home all the time. So, like, that has never been an issue. Like, I'm at home. So I've achieved my sort of first phase why. That's cool. Um, and I actually achieved that while I was still in corporate. Like, it was like, no, I was like, I'm not, I was like, I'm traveling more than an hour away from your house. Um, and that sort of, I was like, and I, and I was like, I did used to get called a diva in corporate because it'd be like, no, I'm starting at this time, I'm finishing at this time, and I'm not like traveling here, here, or here. But because, cool. I, because I was good at my job, people were like, yeah, they sort of just accepted it, but I did get called a diva. Um, <laughs> but like, it was lying in the sand, I was like, no, it was like, my kids are more important than you, I'm sorry, go away. Um, so I achieved that, and then it was a case of, but I was on really, really good money, and it still wasn't enough because I had to report to someone. So right. then we, my why was like, no, I was like, I don't want a boss, go away. I was like, I, I, I now want freedom. I want to be at home all the time, um, like literally all the time. I was like, I don't want to have to answer to anybody. Um, but people were like, but you earn really, really good money. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, so it then doesn't become about the money anymore. Um, and I thought that was really interesting when I got there. It was like, it's not, a, it wasn't about the money. It was about the lifestyle and like, obviously what you're happy with as a lifestyle. Don't get me wrong. I don't like living in England. Um, obviously there's a fair few restrictions out there to move. And um, one being my missus, um, right. even though she wants to move, she only wants to move to certain countries, which I'm not a fan of. United States. I say that, but um, there's a few, there's a few issues over there that she doesn't like. Um, um, which kills me off because that was my face. I was like, oh, I was like, basically, everyone I talk to, like everyone I deal with, like all me, 90% of my students are over there. I was like, let's just go there. She was like, no. I was like, great, okay. Um, so she wants to go like New Zealand, um, which is completely the other way. Like, yeah, which I don't mind, but I want to be wearing my shorts all year round. Right. But we massively digress. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, it's funny because I'm, I was kind of the complete opposite if you think about it because I, when I was a trainer, I, I created a nice little desk job for myself and it was making a lot of money, but I wasn't really working for myself in a sense because all my clients were my bosses and I had to show up at you know 3 a.m., 4 a.m. for them to train. And I wanted, the reason why I got online was to do exactly what you were doing was to be a stay-at-home dad and be able to stay at home and be there for my kids. When I switched from uh, being a personal trainer to working from home is so that I can achieve what you had already achieved. And um, we don't have kids yet, but we're still, uh, we're, that's next on the to-do list. So it's really exciting. Um, so I'm, I'm one step. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna have to jump in. I was like, is it really exciting the fact that you're gonna have kids, or you get to practice having kids? <laughs> I think both. <laughs> I mean, you, you say they're the most like fun joy of your life, so I think that's really cool because one, you get to experience 
uh, making them, but then too, you actually uh, get to enjoy it, see them grow up. Yeah, it's fair. Although I've had a really rough night, yeah, they, they are boss 90% of the times. Um, but they, they do cause you headaches, literal headaches. So, see, like when you go back to the, the whole spark of things, like one of my big ones is like I've always been a coach. Obviously, you've seen like from 13 years old, like I, I, I've been coaching. I was like right. nine times out of 10, I was the captain before that. Um, so, it's always been within me to like help people and like help them sort of get to the next level. Like, and that sort of has been a big, big thing. So every time like I've tried to move away from that or like go and do something else, like obviously I've got the, like I've got the agency. I don't get me wrong. The agency does well, but um, I don't like dealing with, ironically, I don't like dealing with clients. Um, and okay. any of my clients are listening, I'm sorry, but you might be a pain <laughs> in the ass. It might be you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just don't like dealing with clients, but I love dealing with students, which technically are clients, but they're not. Because it's the mindset behind it. And when you get like those voice notes from clients, like, oh my God, Brian, it's happened. You've done it. I've made X amount of like, there's, apart from me kids, there's nothing better. Like there is nothing better to him. So like, so when you come to Spark, um, you have to love what you do. Um, you have to like really, really enjoy it. And I don't, I love going on podcasts. Obviously, I love like doing this. I love jumping on YouTube. Like all of that surrounds helping support people and helping them make sure they didn't experience or their kids don't experience what I had to experience. So then when you look at that, it's even further. It's like I'm trying to help as many parents as possible stay at home so they can be there so they don't miss school plays and they don't miss football games and stuff like that. And I think in terms of that, it's really really obviously the why the spark is really like quite strong but that's come from obviously my own personal experiences i have a feeling that didn't answer your question no definitely i think that i think we went over having that motivation and having that um kind of something that resonates with you and how to grow your business and this is kind of that same thing where if you don't have a, a reason why or some kind of motivation and not even something that's stronger than motivation because kind of motivation is the thing that keeps you going forward but you also need to have like that that internal spark that drives you every single day and it's going to last longer than those brief hints of adrenaline that gets you moving for you know the start of the day at 4 a.m but the thing that keeps you pushing pushing day after day overcoming the adversity and for that for you that's helping people achieve passive income with so that their kids can be set so they can stay home with their kids and enjoy that quality time and enjoy all that i guess that happiness with their family yeah yeah most definitely now she we spoke about the freedom number the magic number and then like what are your strategies to get people to that magic number? I think the, so I use a few kind of software that a few pieces of software that help with um, kind of weighing down where your problem areas are. Um, one is one is mint and it, it pretty much is by 
tax, I think TurboTax or one of those tax companies. And essentially you log into your bank and it downloads all your transactions and then sorts them and allows you to kind of see where your problem areas are spending. Most of the time it's people's food uh, going out, eating out. That mm. tends to be quite expensive, especially if you go to a bar that those drinks tend for us, at least our drinks tend to outweigh the cost of our food. And um, that's never a good thing because it's very um, expensive when you can just have a few drinks at home and be spending a lot less. Um, so that's one I really like. Also, Truebill is one that allows uh, you to go through your subscriptions, say your insurance subscription for your car. Truebill will actually call them and talk down the uh, price and then they'll lower the price, but they'll get a, a kind of a small percentage of it. And uh, one, so that one lowers your price on your monthly subscriptions, but they're getting paid because they have kind of talked down the price. So it's kind of a win-win-win for everyone that the insurance company gets to keep you as a customer. So it kind of works out for everyone. So it's like two easy ways to uh, kind of check where your spending is by one, getting reduced, and then two, uh, seeing where your problem areas of spending are. What about you? Any uh, any little software pieces that you use or apps? So do you know what? No, like the only thing I sort of use, and it's probably old fashioned. I can't believe I'm saying old fashioned at 30 years old, but like I use a Google sheet. I just use an Excel spreadsheet. And like, obviously I don't download the transactions. So like some of these softwares, don't get me wrong, I'm going to take a look at because if you can, no matter what level you're at, if you can reduce your monthlies, you're going to be happy, aren't you? Because um, yeah. it just frees, frees up cash flow. Um, so I'm going to will be taking a look at these softwares, but yeah, like I'm, I was always, I'm always on Google Sheets, like for everything. The minute there's a bit of numbers involved, I'm on Google Sheets. I'm putting in my formulas. I'm working everything out, and then and so yeah, like, it just takes so long. It, it does. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm a little bit of a geek. I love like I love playing on Excel and, and Google Sheets. Um, so I get a little bit of pleasure. Like Mrs. always takes the always takes the mix. She's like, got another spreadsheet. I was like, well, yeah, but look at the numbers. She's like. <laughs> just like yeah. face palm like leave me alone <laughs> but if you didn't have, think of all the extra time you could be using to make more money and so that would be getting into uh part two is when you have that like free cash flow you can use that cash flow to buy back your time and i mean this software is free but say instead of you crunching the numbers and spending like an hour or two hours or even you know four hours a week to to do all that, that's 16 hours a month. That's like getting two days back in a sense of not doing numbers. Oh, so, 100%. I mean, Don't get me wrong. Like, I've never used these softwares. Well, that doesn't mean I'm going to not start now that I know about them. Right. All day long, literally, they sat in front of me. They're now on my whiteboard desk. Like, the minute our podcast recording's done, it's like, right, let's, let's go have a look at these, as you say, because time's your most important asset, and it? You can't. You can't buy back the time you've wasted. You can only right. just try and improve your time management. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'll be looking at them, mate, 100%. Yeah, so like for me, just reducing those monthly um, churn, not churn, but pretty much your um, what you need, to, your expenses in general. Mm. Overhead, you know, your business expenses, all that. Um, so once you have the extra cash flow, I typically just reinvest it. Uh, and it really depends on you. Do you feel, and you is it like just anyone, 
do you feel that you want to take that money and reinvest it into your business or do you buy cash flow and assets or do you pay down debt? Um, typically if I find that debt is one of the most, um, kind of wasteful things because it's constantly bleeding your cash flow month after month. So if you have a credit card, um, that is a low payment, you can just pay that off really, really quickly and kind of steamroll, um, or snowball your debt into paying off more debt where essentially it's just, um, one credit card is paid off. The extra cash flow is going towards the next credit card. We don't have any debt, but that's how I just kind of started when I did have a lot of debt. Um, because it was very bad with a credit card. I remember just buying a computer, a laptop with a credit card. And then I think it broke like right after the warranty. And I was like, well, I'm not paying for this. <laughs> um, and then didn't realize that um, credit card companies will still charge you and ruin your credit. So I learned a fast lesson when I was very young to not mess with creditors. And so, yeah, it was uh, not a good experience, but that's how I learned um, by effing up. And uh, I mean, I'm guessing you have some tactics or uh, strategies that you would use uh, to help people hit their money goals. Yeah. And, and to be fair, obviously, like there's two ways of doing it, isn't it? There's like obviously saving as much as you can or like, or making more. Uh, and like, obviously, the, the two different strategies, like for instance, like the, the Dave Ram- Ramsey strategy is basically save, 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 isn't it? Um, and then the like the Robert Kawasaki sort of is like make more, make more, obviously, like and then use it to move it. Um, right. So I definitely I lean hundred percent towards making more because you can always make more money. Like it's a limit, it's a massive limiting point, right. isn't it? That you cannot make any more money. You yes, you can. Like and you'll be very surprised. Like for instance, I know a couple like a couple of my friends. Um, so they're not into this space or whatever. They're just like like we met them through school and all that, but. Um, so his partner um, hasn't worked obviously because of the kids etc now she sells like chocolate boxes and stuff and she's, oh, she's making extra income so like just by finding a random thing and I mean like, you can always make more money um, you've just got to be willing to put in that effort and then by making more you can then obviously take that profit and obviously get rid of those debts and then the cash flow obviously doubles doesn't it because yeah. you're, getting, you're getting rid of that monthly bill and obviously you, you bring it in your profits and then it becomes like even bigger to then do a lot of what you do, which is buy, buying income. Yeah, I mean, it's, when you have that extra cash flow, it just allows you to, it becomes a spin wheel where, or flywheel, where you essentially can, the more money you make, uh, the more you can reinvest and it just compounds. That's why I think, Compounding is like what the ninth wonder, the eighth wonder, the seventh wonder of the world. So they call it the eighth, don't they? I don't remember the number exactly, but <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And it goes to say that this, the complete opposite is the same way. Um, there is the compound effect of debt. And if you continuously uh, get steamrolled into debt, you're going to, you're going to, have that you're going to experience that eighth wonder also where you're going to have it in the reverse effect where you're not making it uh as well someone else is making that money but it's not you so you might as well just uh take and learn the compound effect with increasing in your own income by buying more income versus being in the opposite where someone else is making that money off of you because you're paying uh debt 
So, um, I mean, that's, I think very motivating is, um, what is that saying? Like you can, it's hard to be poor, but it's also hard to be rich. So you might as well choose one. And that's the same thing with, uh, like finding your spark for, uh, making a lot of money because if it's not you, someone else is, and they're going to you know live off of your back. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of important, uh, kind of motivation for me is because someone's going to make that money. And if it's not going to be you, it's might as well, might as well be me. Yeah, hundred percent. And they say, don't they? Like, obviously whether you're like, you're always in pain on you. You always feel like you're in pain. So whether you're in pain with a nine to five or in the pain growing your business, pick the pain you want but yeah, I'd definitely rather poison. yeah i'd definitely rather be have the pain of growing a business when you get the freedom at the end yeah definitely i think that's super important so i think i mean what else do you got for me i mean i, th- I think in terms of the, the whole spark around achieving your money goals i think we've pretty much nailed it now so what we'll do is I'll leave them with a little bit of maths or I will get you to leave them with a little bit of maths because I'm asking the question. How do you work out your freedom number? How do you work out your, how did you work out your magic number, what you needed? Before yeah, I you mean, so, so like Mint has a cool little app where it breaks, like I said, breaks down like all your spending. So in there they have goals and you can put like a goal of you want to spend this much. Um, so this is that frugality where you reduce your spending and it will tell you you're within this limit. So that's what I did at first. And then I put a goal of buying my rent, first rental property and how much I needed for that. And so from there, I was able to say, okay, to replace my fitness job, um, I need each of these rental properties to be paying um, $1,000 a month. And so I you know, bought 10 rental properties and realized that, um, one, now I need to wait 30 years to pay off those mortgages because there's obviously mortgage on the debt and I'm only making a couple, I think like three or $400 per rental property. So that was going to take forever. So then, um, I was like, okay, if I just reduce all my expenses, I probably only need, um, right now my freedom number is about 300,000 just because I want to use that. I mean, like we said, it also depends on kind of different parts of your life. So using that 300,000, I'll buy more rental properties. I'll uh, diversify more. And then by the time I kind of choose my freedom number, that's going to be a hundred thousand because, um, I mean, we can travel, we only need to pay for our, uh, flights and that sort of thing. So it just, I guess right now it's a much higher number, but later on, uh, it will be a much lower number. Perfect. Okay. I think obviously like in terms of completely breaking free, um, so not money goals, but like enough to say quit your job, et cetera. It, it is literally, isn't it? It's like to work out all your monthly expenses, try and get them down. Um, and then what I've sort of like been told in the past is sort of like add 30, 30 to 40%. So it gives you that buffer in case anything comes. And that's the number you need to make online or whatever in order to quit your job. Yeah. It, I mean, it really depends. I think it's, it's, I think there's a formula where it's your current, um, expenses times six. Uh, and then, um, that is kind of what you want to retire with, uh, every single, I guess, year, but I, I don't know if that's the exact formula, but for me, like my easy formula is, 
um, your expenses is less than your income plus taxes plus um, money for um, inflation and for reinvesting. So once you have that, like you're pretty much set because obviously you'll need taxes. So you have to do your taxes, but it's, since it's passive income, it's much lower. Um, and then obviously your uh, cost of inflation because that number keeps going up. But if you have assets, the cost of those assets keep going up with appreciation. And then obviously you need money for reinvesting. So they constantly have money uh, compounding that flywheel. So um, that's my kind of formula that I use. But um, yeah, just use whatever uh, you think. I mean, because it's going to be different than um, as someone who's working nine to five because you're taxed about a whole different way than we are. And you can't really count that income uh, if you're trying to have that freedom number because if you are going to be free, you're not going to be using that income. So, uh, and then you're going to have to count like your gas and your car and all those expenses come off because you're not driving to work every day. So it, you kind of have to figure out what your life would be at this very moment if you were to give all that away. And I, for me, um, if I had all my investments that I wanted, it'd be a hundred thousand. Nice. Okay. So any final thoughts, how to light your spark to achieve money goals? I think we just said at the very beginning of just finding that motivation of why you want to achieve something and what that lifestyle would look like. And once you can envision that, then uh, you can achieve it and kind of put you on the path to actually achieving that goal. Awesome. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. And I'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that latest episode of the Passive Buddies podcast. I hope you absolutely loved it and took so much value from it that you can go and make a difference in your life, in your finances, in your family's life. If you want to know more and if you want to connect with us on a more personal level, ask some questions, learn step-by-step how to make passive income online and the marketing strategies behind it, then there is a link to our free group below. Definitely click that link join the free Facebook group and let's connect and let's help you get to your next steps. See you on the next episode, guys.